This is the Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast. Hey, family. Welcome to Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. Thank you for listening today. I am so excited about those of you who so faithfully listen week after week, episode after episode, from one topic to the next and the next. I honor and praise God for you because I know there is so much and so many other things that you could spend your time doing. You see, I understand that you really don't have to give of your valuable time as time is an unstoppable, irreplaceable commodity. I recommend that you spend it wisely because you will never recover lost time. Only God can restore and replace time as he promised in Joel, the second chapter, 25th verse. And I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army, which I sent among you. Now, please understand, just as we are so blessed today and many even after COVID has assaulted and defiled our air and the environment for over two years, too many were laxed, unmoved, discounting, and even today, a large majority remain unaffected or so they appear. Just like the children of Israel, we seem to be boldly continuing in sin in spite of knowing that God spared our lives, our sanity, and many family members in the midst of a purge, yet we ignore him and we continue in sin. Now, when we look at Joel, the second chapter, the 25th verse, I need you to understand that God had extended much grace and repeated mercy on a disobedient disrespectful, disillusioned group of his people in the midst of God constantly bringing them through. They even decided to worship other gods right in the face of our God who continued to sustain them a lot like so many are doing today. Too many of us, while we know that we've been blessed and so highly favored, We have chosen to ignore God and his commandments, his word, his will, and his way. And just think, he has set these all in place for our benefit. Yet we have chosen to continue in sin that grace may abound. Psalm 103rd chapter and the second verse reminds us to bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his many benefits. According to Romans 6 chapter, beginning at the first verse. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? And the sixth verse. Knowing this that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. 
Paul wrote these words to the Romans while he was still in Corinth because evidently he needed to explain what being dead to sin really was. And still it is today. You see, those of us who are claiming that we are born again, Christ representatives must understand and live out the true meaning of our calling because people are closely watching us in case you did not know. Paul was discussing both slavery and freedom. Sin is not just something we do. It is a power that works against us, a power that enslaves us, a power we must be freed from. When we die with Christ, we are liberated from this evil slave master. We do not go on serving it, but we live a new way of life. One in which we strive to live and coexist sin free as our flesh is tamed and kept by the Holy Spirit, rendering our flesh dead to sin so that we no longer serve or live committing sin. Now, while we are not perfect, our lives must be lived striving to keep God's word with everything within us. Our sincerity is measured by the seriousness with which we seek to walk closely, even perfectly aligned to God's word, his will, and his way. Most importantly, God intimately knows each of our hearts So if no one else really knows, he knows if our strive is honorable and godly, if our worship is for real, and he knows if our mistakes are honestly unfortunate mishaps or repeated excuses given to continue in sin. Stop allowing others to help you pacify your poor behaviors and bold sinful choices with the phrases you're only human or we have an advocate with the father because while we do have the greatest advocate who pleads our cases with a kind tender loving heart he is extremely patient but he is too wise to allow you or I to believe we are getting over on him Even when you think you've gotten over, allow me to introduce you to grace. Grace gives us a new life, which is not condemned by God. Through God's grace, we are forgiven, transforming our thinking, resulting in the renewal of both heart and mind. Through grace, we live the kind of life that God would like every one of his children to experience worry-free, and leaning on the Lord for our everything. Even after God got tired of the children of Israel, he still extended grace and mercy, providing them chance after chance after chance to recognize his unending mercy and unmerited favor. God does grow tired of our shenanigans and spiritual childishness. Exodus 32 and number 16 certainly indicate that God grew tired of Israel's unfaithfulness and would have destroyed them 
had not Moses interceded. Now God's infinite patience is evident in Psalm 103, among other scriptures, wherein he espouses, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are just dust. Such profound words clearly indicate a loving father who understood and still understands the immaturity of the carnal mind. That part of we spiritual beings that internalizes our human experiences. However, only two made it to the promised land. Two of the men entered, only Joshua and Caleb, due to their not joining the ten spies who denigrated the land. The rest passed away during the 40 years of wandering in the desert. You see, God is so faithful that it was worth his trouble, his time, his attention, so to speak, to take an entire nation out of Egypt with all the miracles it entailed, including the parting of the Red Sea, so that two righteous men of the 600,000 would step foot into the promised land. Men who wholeheartedly trusted him to keep his promise. While churches and church leaders are concerned about numbers and offerings, when it comes to his leadership, God doesn't need multitudes of insincere followers. He wants the few that are truly sincere to him. May we all be worthy of the distinction of being sincere followers of God like Caleb and Joshua were. Moses advised Joshua, be strong and of a good courage. Eventually, some of the descendants would make it to the promised land, but soon they would be back to their bloodborne, inherently disobedient, disrespectful ways. And soon, due to the same disobedience of the people, some worshipped Canaanite gods, Baal, Astarte, as well as other gods from nearby lands, God became so angry at the back and forth and instability, the unstable ways of his people, that he would allow surrounding nations to raid Israel's land, steal crops and valued possessions. Of course, the spirit of the Lord was present with them symbolically within the Ark of the Covenant. But today, our God will not and cannot be contained in a box, but the Holy Spirit is best maintained within our person, deep within our hearts. If you have and acknowledge the spirit of the Lord within you, then you have the Lord present with you. 
according to 2 Corinthians, the third chapter, the 17th verse. Now the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. According to Galatians 5 and 16, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Yesterday, the children of Israel sought to settle in the promised land, which God had prepared for and promised to them. Today, we seek to gain the spirit of the Lord and have the same settled within us. Yet we seem to be behaving just as the children of Israel did. It appears that we are the modern day Israelites, disobedient, disrespectful, ungrateful, having other gods before the true and living God, seeking and accepting inordinate affections, calling on the Lord whenever and wherever we get into trouble yet ignoring and minimizing him when we feel things are going well, then repeating the dangerous cycle over and over again. We abuse our God, and when we get into trouble, into a bind, we seem to remember his name. For instance, for the past two years, COVID has ravaged numerous lands, But this so-called land of the free and home of the brave, which we love, saw more deaths per capita than any other wealthy nation. And oh, we called on the Lord and prayed and sought God's face as never before. Then as soon as we seemed to see some light at the end of what appeared to be a never-ending tunnel, of hopelessness, death, and destruction. We return to our complacency and immoral, unethical behaviors. We say we love him, yet we cannot stand some of our own. But God's word has asked, how can you say you love God whom you've not seen, yet hate your brother, even despise your sister whom you see every day? The children of Israel spent 40 years moving around a mountain after God used Moses to free them from bondage and took care of them daily. Yet the people murmured, complained, even suggested that they were better off when they were enslaved at the hands of Pharaoh and the Egyptians. Today, today our promise or promised land is in the spirit of the Lord, which is invaluable to and for our peace. Yet we refuse, instead fussing, fighting, killing each other, be it physically or spiritually. Yes, literally or socially. God allowed plagues, COVID being the latest, with death and destruction moving viciously, Through the air we breathe. Of course, some who negated God and failed to give God the time of day, they were praying and soliciting prayers. Over the past six months, after well over one million COVID-related deaths, God showed some mercy, an unearned blessing to us. Many even returned 
to pre-COVID behaviors, activities, and affairs. But the disrespectful disloyalty in God's face. Many have abandoned prayer and dedicated worship and openly lack an attitude of gratitude. Some deem it the great falling away from God-ordained gatherings, negating desperately needed opportunities to gain from strength to strength. Too many have treated God as a bridge over death-filled waters. And once it appears we've gotten to the other side, we return to our pre-trouble, sinful, wicked ways, forgetting all about God our God who has gotten us over and through. It seems we, just as the children of Israel, use God and his might when we see and feel the need for him. And just once the smoke clears and dust settles, we walk away, still smelling like smoke, face dirty and dusty. But the attitude speaks that God, we appreciate you and all that you've done, but I got it from here. I'm good. I'm straight. I can handle the rest. Then we foolishly walk away from God because we know he promised never to leave nor forsake us. Don't you remember Proverbs 18th chapter and the 10th verse? The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in and they are safe. It seems the enemy is confusing and fooling us into believing God might be necessary only when we have no other viable options. So we leave him, then cry out only when we are failing and things seem to be falling apart. But I want to remind you, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things your needs, your healing, protection, provisions, and even the desires of your heart. They will be added unto you. Let me encourage you, those of us for whom it seems things are all falling apart, that just when it seems things are falling apart, with God, they are really falling into place. God said his strength is made perfect in our weakness. You see, when all is failing and falling apart, the matter is just perfect for God to be God. With all the death, destruction, and devastation in our midst, God is yet able to show himself mighty and illuminate the good. Your question, how can you say that? Well, I found in the word of God that all things work together, together, together for good to those who love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. So when things fall apart, it is God's way of somehow having all things fall into place. It is somehow God's way of causing us to surrender to his will, his way. And his word, if you are facing major issues, sickness, isolation, evictions, bills past due, unable to pay your raised rent, 
the doctor has said they found a lump. Not enough money to cover the mortgage or expenses that you have. It seems things are getting worse. You can't feed your own children. Yes, it is cancer. Depression, anxiety, and mental illness are all setting in. At times we go undiagnosed. But God, you see, he allows some things to enter our world, our dwelling, or interrupt our family members just to get our attention. So back to the children of Israel. God allowed certain matters to befall them just as he allows certain unforeseen, unfortunate matters to disrupt our lives and turn our world upside down. But my God can turn it right side up again. At the very least, learn from your experiences and avoid some of the tough firsthand lessons by studying the journey of the children of Israel. The Exodus taught the Israelites about Jehovah Nissi, the Lord, my refuge, the one who lifts me up out of harm's way. When God told them, stand still and know that I am God, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. They learned of Jehovah Shalom, our Lord of peace. It was when 10 plagues were poured out upon Egypt that his children met Elohim, God, our divine protector. So we plead and remain under the blood of Jesus, that the redemptive blood of Jesus protect and hide us. You see, we've got to remember who and whose we are. We are children of the Most High, Elohim. And in the midst of COVID's wicked hand, he is Elohim, our mighty protector, Just remember in the midst of a tumultuous storm, several of the disciples were afraid because they did not know or fully understand who was on board the vessel with them. I need you to know if you have the gift of the Holy Ghost on board inside of you, you need not worry about the plethora of storms brewing all around you because while you are in the storm, And in the midst of the storm, God said he's given you peace within as he is your peace. He is our peace. So greater is he that is within you than he or the storms that desecrate the world. Be careful to remember Jehovah Shalom, the Prince of Peace, who promised to give us peace that passes all understanding. So you can keep calm in the midst of the storm, no matter how severe or destructive. Yes, I'm in the storm, but the storm is not in me. Family, stop denying our desperate, dire need for the Lord. He is Jehovah Jireh, our all-sufficient provider. And because none of us are righteous except him, He is Jehovah Sidkenu, God of our righteousness. He did not bring us this far to leave me and you here. God brought us through and he continues to carry us. 
So don't let go of God's unchanging hands. I experienced a friend change her attitude with me, change her disposition toward me just the other day. But the God, this God to whom I want to introduce you, sticks closer than any friend, sister, or brother. You see, the God we serve remains the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Don't leave him as he will never, ever leave nor forsake you because we will always need him. I urge you to embrace him and learn from the mistakes of the children of Israel. No, God will never leave you, but please learn from the history. The children of Israel, just as you, were his chosen people, but many perished prior to entering the promised, prepared land that was their heritage due to disobedience. While God loves you, don't let him catch you with your work undone. Be obedient and be holy. If living has taught me anything, it's taught me to open my eyes and see the salvation of the Lord read in his word to cover you and me. God promised that he'd never leave us, nor would he forsake. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. He will fulfill every promise he makes. Shed no more tears over the changes that grow us. God said to have no fears. Jehovah Jireh, all-sufficient provider, promised to restore our years. The one who holds our future, great commander of peace, be still. He who said, have no other God before me, keep my word, my way, my will. The one who promised to pass over us when he sees the precious blood, the same by whom we can call his name to rescind the strength of a flood. Jehovah sit canoe our righteousness as none is good save him. The keeper of our soul said be hot or cold, ever shining light that never goes dim. The promise of perfect peace was made to us by the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. God so loved the world that he gave his only son whose love endured the most. COVID-19 came on the scene and ravished this nation's land. Just spiritual beings having human experiences. Hold tight God's unchanging hands. Stop acting like we don't need the Lord when it looks like all is well. He parted the Red Sea after setting them free. Yet for disobedience, Israelites fell. Seek the Lord while he may be found at this time and in this place. Call upon him while he's yet near. Seek his righteous, holy face. Just know our God will take care of you and every single offspring. Accept his spirit. Benefit from God's love and the perfect peace he brings. While COVID moves about the land to break and bruise our hearts, our God is a strong tower every day, each hour. Will never leave nor let his love part. If we are not careful to learn from the past, we'll never overcome defeat. So learn from the children of Israel so that simple mistakes won't repeat. The U.S. led the number of COVID infections among the countries with wealth. 
God is able to sustain you and see you through. Above all, do prosper and be in health. God has not given you a spirit of fear. He is full of mercy and grace. New mercies are born each morning we adorn. So put a joyful smile on your face. The favor of the Lord is all over. He's equipped us with all that is required. Trust in the Lord. Keep the Holy Ghost on board. He'll keep you uplifted, encouraged, and inspired. Well, family, this is number 113 of Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Friends. Know that you need the Lord, not just some of the time, but every day, each hour, we need his blessed power to live holy, set aside, anointed lives as God has commanded. Some people honestly do not believe they have need of the Lord, but I want to offer to you that God is our lifeline during good and troubled times. Trying to live without him is like struggling to breathe clean, life-sustaining air. While you are trapped and enclosed in a covered, water-filled container. Yes, living without the Lord will leave you breathless. And when we are breathless, we are lifeless. Because every breath that we take comes from the breath that God first breathed into Adam's nostrils. That life-giving, life-sustaining, and even life-ending air. I want you to remember that beyond the breath of God is the Spirit of the Lord. And where the breath of God ends, the human life, the Spirit of the Lord resume and call forth everlasting life. The same Spirit that will keep you, hold you up, and rebuild you in all areas where you are torn down. Please don't lose sight of the fact that the children of Israel used, abused, and misused God because he extended to them unlimited grace and daily mercy, just as God continues to extend to us. Due to disobedience, none but two, Joshua and Caleb, entered the promised land. The original generation that Moses led all died never reaching their full potential and God's plan for their lives. I pray that each of you learn from the children of Israel's past and walk in all the plans, promises, provisions, and divine purpose that God has spoken over you and yours. God bless you. On a separate note, I need your prayers. I really need your prayers. Today, I shed tears for my nephew, DeAndre Jarrell, who went to his court hearing, but due to mental illness, he was unable to complete the process. I need you to pray with me and pray for my nephew, DeAndre. Right now, I curse mental illness back to the pit from whence it came. God give Jarrell all the understanding, blessings, and favor to overcome. Because who the sun set free is truly free indeed. I call on his release and his freedom in the name of Jesus. It is so. Family, mental illness is a demon that has set out to kill, steal, and destroy. 
I need you to stand with me. Pray for my nephew's release as he does not need to be incarcerated, but he needs mental health treatment. I know it is going to happen, so I will inform you when it does so we can rejoice together because God is able. In advance, I really appreciate your prayers. God bless you. Please don't forget to say something on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter page. You can listen to me on Amazon Music or YouTube as well. I welcome your questions, comments, critiques, and suggestions on topics you'd like to explore. Who knows? You might just end up being a guest on an upcoming broadcast. Remember, I'm just a regular girl navigating this diverse world. I'm looking forward to each of you. Until then... Take care of yourself, each other, and stay blessed. The Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Log on to castropolis.net.